Welcome to the Mother Loving Future Show, hosted by Amber Strange and Jenna Penrose, two mothers and detectives dedicated to fully embodying a new paradigm of conscious parenting, deeper relationships, healing ourselves into radiant health, and epic answers to age-old enigmas. Get ready to get your mind blown, because this week's episode starts in Three, two, one. Welcome to the Mother Loving Future Show, everyone. We are your hosts, Amber and Jenna, and today we are discussing how we can take control of our own health around the coronavirus. Welcome, everyone. We have very special guest on today, Gina Laverdi. Welcome, Gina. Hi, guys. I'm so happy to be here with you today. We are honored to have you. Yeah, you are such a wealth of knowledge about all things health-related, but especially viruses, I've noticed lately, you know a lot about this. So thank you for being on. Thank you so much for inviting me. Our pleasure. Jenna, would you like to offer the audience Gina's bio? Yes, I would. So Gina is a medical intuitive, a teacher of medical intuition, and a writer who dove into the power of natural health when her son became very ill and received a diagnosis of autism. Since 2006, she has witnessed the complete recovery from autism, seizures, allergies, tumors, fatigue, and a myriad of digestive imbalances through embracing probiotic foods and the innate psychic power that we all have. She has helped hundreds of families from around the world manifest their best health and tune into their own power to heal. She is currently pursuing her PhD in natural health and lives in California with her family. And um, we're going to post her website and her Facebook and Instagram all up on our show notes. So you're going to be able to find her easily. Yeah. You're, you're my kind of doc, Gina. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's like, I just think that looking through the lens, the holistic lens at everything is really the the smartest way to go about life. So thank you for what you represent. I was going to just say, say, especially in this time when, you know, there's so much, you know, disease and and fear running around, but also people are just scared to go to the doctor these days in general. So I think it's no better time than now to really feel empowered around our own health and to, to, you know, we might have to even take our health into our own hands. So very powerful time to be on. I agree. I think we do need to take our health in our own hands. Um, in order to really discover what's going on in our bodies and what we can do to to help ourselves thrive. So I really believe that we actually can really thrive even through, um, you know, a situation like we've got going on right now in in our world. Mm -hmm. Well, let's get into it, shall we? The topic for today is how to treat viruses holistically. Jenna, do you have a definition for us? Yes, I do. So with this whole coronavirus situation, viruses are on our minds pretty much 24-7 these days. But with the proper knowledge, we can maximize our chances of protecting ourselves holistically from COVID-19 and from the other viruses, which may be the underlying cause of our chronic health problems. Gina, do you want to start us with what a virus is? Well, I'm going to share, I I do want to share that. And I want to share because I'm sure that we've all gotten such a 
wealth of information around in the media what a virus is, I want to share possibly a unique perspective on what a virus is. Because as you guys know, I'm a medical intuitive. And a lot of my information comes from first tuning into the collective consciousness to a certain awareness out there that I think we all have the ability to do that, right? Um, and so how I see viruses, and then I can kind of give you some scientific backing for that as well. So viruses are actually uh, present in our bodies and our cells. As you guys know, I came on your show before I wrote a book called Are You Eating Your Bugs, right? And this was all about an understanding of the microorganisms that have lived with us and within us and around us forever. In fact, they've been here prior to us existing. And throughout our evolution, um, some of them have even become a part of our cells. So what a virus does is it comes to kind of clean up the mess, so to speak. You know, when an animal dies or a plant dies, it rots. And how it's rotting is because the microorganisms that are inside of it are coming up to eat, eat away at the materials and then make it something that can be composted and sent back to the earth. So within our actual cells and within our DNA lives viruses. And so as you know, we're all walking around. A lot of us don't feel sick, some of us do. And there are lots and lots of viruses, identified and unidentified, that we have at a cellular level, at a DNA level. So we have viruses inside of us. We have other things too, like bacteria, fungi, uh, parasites, and things like this. And basically their job is to clean up a mess. Okay, so and that is to what do they see as a mess? And when our immune system goes down or when we're going through a breakthrough period, like for example, a cleanse, a lot of us here who um, understand natural health understand that in the rhythms of nature, our bodies will naturally cleanse at a certain time. And so when there's a natural period of cleansing, um, these viruses can come out to help eat up the dead materials and allow them to be released through the body. So in a sense, viruses are very natural and not always to fear. In my book, I, I wrote about and discovered that, um, you know, the reason why that they're there. And for me, that was very empowering because if I could understand them um, as a natural biological material, and by the way, they're not alive like we are, so they don't reproduce by themselves. They actually need human um, cells or, or a host cell to live on and help them proliferate. So um, knowing this was very empowering to me. So I wanna share that with your audience and that, okay, like these things are natural and they live within us and we live with millions of them in us. Some have been identified and some have not. And so even though there's one out there right now that seems like a threat, I can at least take a breath and relax into the fact that there is a way, and there has been a way evolutionarily, like all throughout the course of us being alive here, there is a way to still feel good. And if, and if we do catch the virus, quote, catch it, or if, if it's in our body, there's a way to flush it out. There's a way, even if we're immune compromised or we've been told we're immune compromised, and there's, there's more than one way. There's tons and tons of, of ways. So um, just to kind of summarize, a, a virus is a natural biological material that shows up to clean up waste or dead stuff. And that, that's really what a virus is. Great. And just to be clear, you're saying that what makes the difference between me getting the virus and not getting the virus or how my husband can get a virus and I not get a virus is our immune, uh, our immunity. 
how, how strong or weak our immunity is in that moment, correct? This is one of the reasons, yeah. And I think that it's also very layered and complicated because I can feel very well and I can think that there's nothing going on in my body. I feel fine and perfect. And then all of a sudden I can come down with the virus. And the reason why I came down with it may be different than the reason why you came down with it. So uh, immunity, yes. But I think we don't fully understand our immune systems. I don't either, you know. And so I just think there's a certain level of humility there, being humble and being open to learn. If you're if you're open to learn, then you can grow and change. And you know, I think that's part of healing as well. So yeah, immune immune system. And there's the theory that you probably have heard of the germ theory versus terrain theory, right? Right now. Most of us who are in fear of getting the coronavirus or maybe getting it and not, not healing from it um, are fearful because the general narrative is the, is, the, um, is the germ theory. We're afraid of germs, right? So, um, so that kind of you know, answers your question on, on that. Yes, immune system, but I think there's more to it. I think there's vibration and frequency and vi- viruses live at a specific frequency and this has been proven. Um, so I think that's part of it as well. And I think that's why it's so important during this time to not be moving, living, breathing in fear, because that will lower the vibration and make you more susceptible to getting the bug. (laughs) So it's, I, I'm making a, a concerted effort during this time to really be focusing on the positive, keeping the vibe light and, and up there because I do not want to be, um, weakened to to take on this virus and i know that fear feeds all kinds of bugs viruses that the bad guys because i know that there's good guys as well mm-hmm. i think fear i think that when something like this happens we get to see what we're really afraid of so with myself personally i wasn't afraid of the virus but I really did get to face my fears in the last week because we are all quarantined and we are collectively, you know, affecting one another. And so I did get to face my fears, which were, which were not the virus. And, and when I looked at my fears, I, I understood once again, cause you know, I, this happens like once in a while, you know, um, I got to see that the fears are placed there so that we can know, so that we can be aware and so that we can protect. And so I think they're okay. They're okay to have the fears, even if you're in fear right now, um, but you just need to ask yourself, what do I need to feel safe so that I can not stay stuck in the fear? And many people don't know what they need to feel safe and they need to literally start listening to their bodies and asking, how do I need to move? How do I need to speak? How do I, what sounds do I need to let out of my body? What do I need to dance, move, shake, scream, swear? you know, like whatever I need to do to actually move that fear. Because yes, yes, the virus can feed off of that. But what really more so than viruses, I want to say like pathogens or things that would bring you down. Let's just say, you know, let's lump it into one thing is anything that can bring you down or make you sick will feed on those fears. Or we could even call them shadow parts. So things that you don't want to admit. So once we admit that we're afraid, that's good. And then once we admit, like, I see that fear and I'm not going to act out of it. I'm going to stay positive. That's another, that's, an, that's another way we can lift ourselves up. But also just to know that I think fear is natural. 
you know, and I think you guys probably do too. And that, um, and it comes for a reason in that we're, we're also being told to be afraid right now. Like everybody says, don't panic, but all the news is all around the COVID virus and they've drawn the virus. It's a, it's a artist rendering that we're looking at with all the red, um, triangles, <laughs> um, red is like a warning sign. We just look at the news and that's all we're hearing. So we're told, don't panic. But at the same time, people are sick and dying, but don't panic, you know? So we're getting this uh, mixed, mixed um, perspective on it. And I think we need to just slow down and dig into ourselves and discover it doesn't matter what you're afraid of. Like, like I said, I wasn't afraid of the virus, but I was afraid of other things. Can I ask you what you were afraid of? Yes. Um, very much. Um, and and it goes along with this. Um, it all started out with just personal stuff in my life, the fear of abandonment. Okay. So this was just before the coronavirus came out. Um, I started helping people. Um, I mean, when I say before it came out, um, no, it was out, right? But before the, the big hype came out, I started going out there and Jenna can probably say, you know, attest to this because I had been posting on Facebook and social media, more of my offerings to help people really get to the core of their health issues, no matter what they were, because this is what I do. I help people discover exactly what's going on in their body and, and what do they need to thrive, whatever it is, right? And you're brilliant at that. I Thank might you. Add. Thank you. So I start doing that and people start flicking me off virtually left and right and um, leaving my space because really? I told, yes. And, and then I started letting the, and then I started taking the initiative and making them leave. Right. You know, so I went through the motions of that, of being abandoned, right. Um, for helping. Okay. So how weird is that? Right. But that was my fear because I actually have sort of this martyrdom archetype living underneath me. That's pretty much dying right now, you know? So there's that, and then um, the martial law thing, because um, right now, under medical quarantine, if I'm suspected to, to, well, if I break the law of medical quarantine in California, I can be charged with a misdemeanor. Okay, so if I'm found outside of my house, um, and it's enforced, of course it has to be enforced, right? Um, there is a possibility, because the law says so. And I just, that is not... I, would, I don't know if it's a fear as much as it's a concern. It's something that I look to and something that I'm like, this is the world we've created, you know? And furthermore, I live in a condo building with like a hundred, a hundred units. So there's about 500 people who live in my, in my uh, condo building. And according to the law right now, if one of them gets, you know, infected and tested positive for the coronavirus, they'll have to be quarantined. And they'll have to be quarantined and they will have to accept the medical intervention that is, you know, the one that's put out for this, which is a combination of like um, a quinine and azithromax, I think. They, they have to, by law, take that? That is correct. Yeah. Because this is, a, this is considered a pandemic. And so they need to find, you know, our, our leaders who we've elected need to find a solution for that. And right now, this is one of the solutions that they're offering for that. They don't know that it works for that, but you know they have reason to believe that it can. And so they're trying it out. 
right? So that's just one of them. I, I have other ones. There's antiviral drugs being used. There's other, there's other things and there's studies being done too. People are working really quickly to find, you know, what they think might help with this. But it is whatever the doctor and hospital staff establishes that you need because they need to get rid of this, right? So they, that's, their, that's the reason, right? And so that if somebody in my apartment building, my condo building does test positive and does, it is quarantined, they are going to then ask them, who else have you been in contact with? And the fact that they live in this building will then put the building under, you know, um, it'll definitely be flagged. It'll definitely be flagged and they will have to make a choice. Uh, do we need to quarantine these people further? Do we need to go into their homes and disinfect? Do we need, and they will mm -hmm. have the right under this medical quarantine which doesn't have to be called martial law in order for them to implement it because there's a medical reason. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, I walk outside my door and get some sunshine and no one in my neighborhood is panicking. We have um, no known cases in my building or in my neighborhood. I have uh, homeless people, lots of homeless people. And I worried about them um, because there's a lot of food banks and things that are available to them otherwise, but not at this time. And so I took a walk yesterday, went outside. All the homeless people are gathered at the park. The park is closed and there's signs up that they can be arrested, but they have nowhere to go. But the good news is, is that they're not sick. That's really the good news. And actually their spirits are up. So my fears are, my fears were literally about what would martial law do to my family since my child has been injured by the medical establishment under forced, not forced, but highly recommended and currently sometimes forced now uh, procedure. And I've been uh, very, very injured by the Z-Pack, the Zithromax myself. Um, so I know that I can't take these medicines. I know that they would kill my family, at least and my it, son and myself. And it could get to forced uh, vaccinations uh, around this virus too, you know, if it comes to it that. It really could. It really could. So my concerns were, were, like I said, deeper than the virus itself, but of the consequences that come when the government is in control of what we do for our health, which is why I come out even stronger saying, you know what, guys, if you get this virus, you can get through it and you can prevent it. And you can come out stronger because when a virus leaves your body, according to my research and what I've been told through teachers, scientists, and the connections that I have, you are stronger. Because basically think about it like this. If the viruses are literally inside your cells and they're going to sort of, let's just imagine that the cell is breaking down for whatever reason, let's call it stress. Whatever stresses the cell could be toxin from the outside, could be actual like stress in your relationship or anything cell starts to break down, out comes the little helping bugs, the viruses, they get rid of that cell that was, that was messed up. And now your cells can regenerate. So now, you know, so that is just one little kind of illustration that I can kind of paint that shows that, you know, once the virus is gone, typically, typically you get healthier. And also looking at, at a virus as a helper instead of this thing that's going to take us down. Right. You know? That is not to say that People are not really sick right now because I have, people are really sick all the time. There are, and this is why I see the silver lining here, or maybe even the golden lining here, is that I've been seeing sick people for a really long time. And I think that's why I get, I am really passionate right now because more people died of the flu um, last year um, 
I don't have the number in front of me. I, it was a, let me just look, cause I kind of wrote it down. I think it was 80,000 or 120,000. A lot of people died from the flu. Okay. And so people are sick all the time. People have chronic illnesses at the core of many chronic illnesses and autoimmune diseases are infections. This is what I see in my work as a medical intuitive and I verify it through testing. And I, I teach people how to do muscle testing and energy testing, and I'll often send clients to get the actual, you know, physical test to see for themselves. So what I'm saying does have backing to it. Um, the, there's so many people sick all the time. And right now, if this pandemic um, virus can make us get slow and listen to our bodies and tune in, um, then I think it's, I think that's good. I think that we can learn how to heal from any virus or anything that could come at us, if that makes sense. Well, let's talk about that more specifically. So what are some clear ways that we can protect ourselves from this virus? And if we were to contract this virus or any virus, what are the best ways to heal from it? Okay. So basically some of the things that are working right now in the natural world are vitamin C. And you can take natural form of vitamin C, like camu camu or acerola cherry, right? Um, And if you take natural form of vitamin C, like whole food based vitamin C, you actually don't need as much of a dosage. Okay. So if you have, if you, everybody kind of needs vitamin C anyway. I think that we're deficient in vitamin C anyway. So everybody can start adding some form of natural whole food based vitamin C to their diet right now. And a good way to know if you're taking too much or you're taking enough is, um, and it's not really a good, it's not like the best way to know, but you actually get diarrhea if you're taking too much. Okay. And when you take whole food based, like if you take camu camu, or if you take acerola cherry or some, um, a form um, of vitamin C that says, you know, derived from whole foods or, or it's just whole food based, um, you will likely not see it all coming out in your, in your stool either. You know, it's, it's better absorbed. Okay. So I would start adding vitamin C to the diet. Um, And you can also get vitamin C from lots of fruits and vegetables too. So cabbage even has lots of vitamin C. Green peppers have vitamin C. Um, Your, of course, oranges, right? And your oranges and your citrus fruit have a lot of vitamin C in the peels. So what we do in our family is two things. We'll make a tea using the peels, or sometimes we dehydrate the peels and we'll put it in a smoothie. You're not going to get as much vitamin C, but it is absorbable. So I love that. Now, if you actually have the virus, you can do, you can start at like 1000 milligrams of vitamin C um, per hour. So you can do that. Um, and, and just to give you a point of reference, cause this all usually goes by weight. So not by necessarily by age, but by like how, m- how much you weigh. So I, I weigh very little. I only weigh maybe like 110 or something like that. And I can take 5,000 milligrams of vitamin C upwards of 5,000 milligrams of vitamin C per hour. And I'm okay with that. How wow. I would know, I would know I wasn't okay. Like if I, my, it was coming out in the urine, your urine would be, really uh, dark yellow and you would be going to the bathroom a lot you'd be you'd be urinating a lot so you can work up to a high dose so if you have covid right now you or you think you do you can go up to a high dose of vitamin c my only caution for that 
is that if you have kidney stones um, or you have a high candida overload, you want to balance it out with something else because like I would maybe do the whole food based and the, and um, the like regular pills of vitamin C and just look at the, look at the ingredients in your vitamin C pill and just get something that has the fewest ingredients possible. Okay. So vitamin C, <laughs> also vitamin D3. So, and also COVID um, is killed by the heat and I'm hearing that it's not airborne. This is confirmed by many doctors. So it's not airborne um, according to the doctors that I'm talking to. And I, you know, that's all I can say. Like, I don't know. I didn't measure it myself. But vitamin D. There is so much hype and misinformation around this. It's crazy because yeah. I've heard it is so contagious. You walk down the street and pass someone who has it but doesn't know they have it and they breathe right. and you walk right. through their breath, you right. will then catch the virus. Right. And it's <laughs> and, so, oh my goodness. Yeah, and that's why everyone's in masks and spraying yeah. people and things. And yeah. <laughs> so, where I wonder, I mean, totally sidetracked, but we'll talk about this in a second. Where do we turn to for really factual, strong, true information about this? Because mm-hmm. can we trust what is circulating around the media? Can we trust, you know, certain doctors and scientists? Like who, who can we actually trust? But that, I guess that's another question. That's we a good just... question, Amber. And I'll, do you want me to finish talking about the? Yeah, because okay. I really think people may yeah. be taking notes on yeah. the best ways right now to just yeah. up their immunity to specifically right. to avoid this virus, right. but also if they suspect they have it. Right. And I know that it can be a, like I could have it right now. I've had a little sniffly nose yeah. and I've had this unusual um, kind of itch behind my, my nose in my sinus area. So yeah. I'm like, do I have it? That yeah. sounds like allergies. Well, I don't get allergies. So, and I've been inside the whole time. That's could be it too. I mean, um, I'd love to share all of the answer to all that for you. So, so, so yeah, let's just go through a okay. bullet point list of, okay. you know, just really quickly, boom, 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 all the things sure. that people can do to boost sure. their immunity against this. Sure. So all the antiviral stuff, vitamin D3, iodine, which comes from seaweed. So if you don't have iodine, you can do like kelp in your broth and things like that. Um, so what about spirulina? Uh, would that work for spirulina that? is really good because it also has an antiviral uh, lysine. It's high in lysine. So I would do spirulina as well. So vitamin C, vitamin D3 and iodine are some of the, you know, big top ones. Then you've got um, elderberry. Sorry, Gina. Sorry to interrupt, but D three we can we only get through the sun, or D three drops as well. You can get um, pills, drops. um, But but that is the vitamin we get from the sun exposure, right? It is, and isn't it funny that we're all quarantined right now and we have to we have to kind of make that time to get out in the sun even more. Not only that, isn't it weird that this is, I mean, I'm just speaking about LA. It never rains in LA and Uh it's been raining for three Uh weeks solid Uh just as this comes into outbreak. Yep. And I mean, you know, I'm not a conspiracy theorist, just want to put it out there. But (laughs) if you did believe in weather control and you did believe that there are higher forces, it's a little bit weird. (laughs) Oh, for sure. And they do have, um, they do have cloud seeding, which is a real thing. And it's supposed Mm -hmm. to create rain in areas that are not um, hydrated. So are they using that? I mean, who knows? I mean, but yes, it doesn't, I'm in San Diego and it doesn't rain here either. And it has been raining for three weeks. So, yep. And we're inside and we could be more susceptible to indoor allergies because of the fact 
that we're, we're not outside and the air inside is dirtier. So, um, so what are my other remedies? Okay, lysine, um, the amino acid lysine. Some of these things are really inexpensive and people are not buying them. So, you know, lysine, um, the, um, and then you want to go to like all your vitamins and minerals. So your green food powders, you know, your green juices, your broths. If you do um, animal products, your bone broths, these are things that are really good for boosting immunity. Some of the things that uh, drain out a virus or drain out an infection are going to be like bitter, sour, pungent. So I think of any of those flavors, you know. So gin- sauerkraut would be amazing, which obviously yeah. you know all about because yeah. that's a probiotic. Yeah, yeah. So all of those things are really good. And finally, one of my favorites and the cheapest thing, and we do it in my family, you take garlic cloves, you pour apple cider vinegar over it, you sit it in a jar and you let it sit there for like a week. Then you can start sipping little bits of that apple cider vinegar or eat a clove of garlic. If you let it sit for a month, it gets even stronger, extremely antiviral, doesn't just kill viruses, kills other other, um, pathogens. That will kill everything. Antibacterial, yeah. antiviral, antifungal. Right. That's got to be anti-affection as well. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm sure, yeah. isn't it parsley that cancels out is one of the only things that cancels yeah. out the stench of garlic? Yeah. Yeah. Unless the other person eats garlic and then you can't yeah. smell it. Is that right? Well, yeah, both of y'all, but everyone should be eating this and drinking this. This, so That's true. Everyone should. Your, hopefully I mean, your lover will much, understand. Pretty much everyone, but I just, do, I just do want to caution people that all medicines, even if they're natural and not for everybody, which is why I, I teach specific ways of testing to know what's good for you. So I do have clients who can't do garlic or can't do apple cider vinegar. But if you can do garlic and apple cider vinegar and you want to up, even upgrade that, add some ginger, um, add some cayenne pepper to the mix, and you can even add honey, like raw honey to the mix, and you have yourself like an antibiotic treatment mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. Wow, and amazing. And it's very inexpensive and it's Powerful. very effective. Powerful medicine. And Kay, are there any other um, vitamins or treatments or things people should be doing to keep their immunity really high, specifically from this virus? Yeah. And let's say they go to the store and they don't find any of these things, right? Um, Another one is zinc. You know, you can get zinc, you can get quercetin. I'm hearing people are having really good results with quercetin. Um, And then- Can you spell quercetin? I cannot. <laughs> okay. Well, well, I'm going to figure it out and put it in the, in the show notes. We will. I, I, I'm literally taking notes of everything you're saying right now, which is why I ask. I did win the spelling bee in like fourth grade, but no, that wasn't on there. That was so. not a word. On no, there. that wasn't a word. So yeah. And elderberries, like do elderberry syrups um, or make your own elderberry tea with the, just the elderberries. Um, it's super, it's been super good against the flu. And again, let me just say, a lot of people are saying you can't do elderberry for this, okay? Because there's a certain immune response with COVID that is not good for, uh, this doesn't work well with elderberries. Just really caution that if you have an autoimmune disease, I actually don't see the problem with elderberry, but I'm just noting that it has been, it has been out there that don't do elderberry if you have COVID and a autoimmune disease. Got it. And that also brings me to the idea, how is COVID different to the average virus? Okay. Um, well, first of all, they say that it's new. Okay. So this is new and something that they haven't seen before. Um, this also brings me to your question of how do you know the truth? Um, you don't. Okay. This is why I teach 
this is why I teach what I teach because the truth is within us and we do have like a little monitor in internal compass that can measure it, right? When it comes to like what the media says, just always question and ask that internal compass. And, and I think you just can't know until you go to the source of the information. So as a researcher, journalism was my first thing, you know, I have sources pretty up there, you know what I mean? And that's the only reason why I share what I share yet some of their stories are also not meshing together okay but so how is covid different um, from the rest well it's a coronavirus and coronaviruses kind of look like uh, like a crown around the cell so you know that little image that they show with the little dots around um you know what i'm talking about the one that they show oh yeah it's all of the news yeah so, so there are many coronaviruses, including flus can be considered coronaviruses. And um, I've gotten information from, this is kind of like answering three questions in one. How is it different? The genetic sequence is a little bit different. And there, there seems to be things in that genetic sequence that are um, comparable to SARS and MERS and also to HIV. Um, and so it's, it's concerning people, one, because the people who are reporting on this from the top down are, are feeling, are, are letting us know that they haven't seen this like this before. And I'm hearing reports from nurses and doctors saying, wow, this isn't the flu. Like, how did this happen? You know what I mean? So there's a certain kind of a fear around what the heck, what the heck is this thing? It is a coronavirus, but it's, it's different and the genetic sequence is a little bit different. Um, that's all I know as far as how different it is. But the other way of how different it is is that we've had more deaths from the regular flu this year and it didn't cause this kind of a stir. Um, overall, I mean, of course, it's not over yet, but I hope that it's over soon. Overall, the numbers just don't add up to the public response to it. So I think that the fear that's being generated by the, by the, I don't know who, I mean, the fear that's being generated out there is what's different about it, you know, is one thing that we need to consider is what's different about it. And so when we look at what we can do, I think we do need to look at our fears. Like I said, I was afraid of martial law, not afraid of the virus. What are you afraid of? It could be something small and personal, like abandonment, like my first thing, or it could be something big, like getting a virus and dying or your family dying because they're immunocompromised. All those are legit and real and let's face them, let's look at them and let's move them because then we hike up our immune system for one and we hike up our knowledge and we can see beyond, we can see beyond that. Um, And just to go back into that truth thing too, is like, you know, I can only share what I've read, heard, investigated, um, but I have, I'm blessed to have contacts who work at these agencies and who are in labs and who have done this kind of work before and have actually prepared me to know how, how pandemics can happen and how viruses spread and stuff. So I feel like I'm blessed in that I got to be prepared and that I can help others do the same. Um, and I also feel like we have a chance right now to kind of just really find out what the truth is. Like with a lot of lies and misinformation, what that inspired me to do in the very beginning of my journey when my son was injured 
was like, okay, like I'm talking to the best doctor who I can find and they have this opinion. And then this doctor is also like really well known and he has this opinion and wow, maybe they're all right or maybe they're all wrong or maybe they're half right. And you know what? That doesn't matter because they can't help me right now. I have to help myself. And so we really can know the truth, right? We really can. And I think that depending on what level you're at or where you're at, you know, it just has to start with inside you and discovering, discovering what's true for you in your body and your life and just kind of expanding out from that. Does that make sense? The law of resonance. Jenna and I are a big one on that one. Yeah. I think that's super important to use as your compass through mm-hmm. these times when we're trying to get big answers to big questions. And mm-hmm. for anyone who's unfamiliar with that kind of technology, it's really just using your body's intelligence to get yes, no answers on big mm-hmm. questions when we're bombarded with so many theories and so many professionals with um, varying opinions on this. So you just get quiet, get still, and be in a grounded kind of environment without distraction and ask your body the question, you know, and whatever the question may be, it could be something as simple as is coronavirus man-made or is coronavirus, um, you know, a natural occurring um, situation and just see where your body's response takes you. And um, I, I use my, um, I use the kinesiology uh, technique a lot where I stand up, my legs slightly apart, I close my eyes and I ask a yes, no question and I will be completely neutral in my weight and my feeling around it and my body will tip forward for a yes and tip no for tip back for a no. And um, I use that all the time and it is always right. Like it, I, I use it on factual things. Like if I have a boy or a girl in my tummy and I didn't mm-hmm. know which one I had and everyone was telling me it was a boy, even a psychic told me it was a boy. I and was then, not telling you it was a boy. <laughs> that's true. But every, I was convinced it was a boy, but every time I asked my body, my body said it was a girl. Yes to a girl. And so, you know, big things like that, um, even against where my mind was taking me, my body told me the truth. So that's just a little trick I use. Um, mm-hmm. Jenna, do you have ideas on the resonance test? I agree with everything you said. I mean, for me, it's less physical and more just like a gut feeling. Um, and I just sort of know. I don't even have to. I kind of just go into the inner knowing. And deep down, there's just a gut knowing. And so I go with that. Mm. I love that. I love that. I, I teach that. I teach those ways and more. Um, some of them are even described in my book. Um, because yeah, the answers are within us. And I love that you guys are already doing that. I love that. Yeah. In this world, everyone seems to have opposing opinions <laughs> and yeah, it's, it's, it's really hard to know what sources to trust and not to trust who's got agendas, who doesn't. Mm-hmm. It's, um, it's interesting. I'm, I'm, I used to just trust and believe everything that I was fed through the media and through the higher powers to be. But now I'm at a stage in my life where my default is to not just trust everything I'm being fed and to really listen to my body's wisdom. And yeah. But even in the holistic scene or 
conscious scene. I feel like there's so much misinformation, so much contradictory information. Totally. So Conspiracy it's so, theories, the yes. whole thing. And like, you don't want to be following along uh, someone else's train that may or may not be true within that realm either. So I just think that personal testing is so important in all I, cases. I, I totally agree. There are people conditioned either way, whether they trust no one or trust everyone. Mm-hmm. They're mm-hmm. both, you know, each, each side is conditioned in that particular way. And I really think it comes down to are you living in fear or, or um, love? Fear or love is, is something that I'm very clear on. I, I try to ask myself, did that come from fear or love? Did that opinion, did those words, did that action come from fear or love? And um, I always try to come back to love. In times like this, it's hard. And I think that's why it's a good idea to encourage people to just really go within and start mm-hmm. using the, the resonance test to, to guide them through these times. Mm-hmm. Well, we are getting getting tight on time, ladies. Jenna, I know you've got some more questions for Gina up your sleeve. Well, I just wanted to know a little bit. So I know we had talked about other underlying viruses to health problems that people might be having that are is not the coronavirus. And I just wanted to ask you, Gina, all of your suggestions of, you know, vitamin C, D3, iodine, um, et cetera, is that going to help every single type of virus? Um, or is that all specific to corona? Well, um, it can help every single type of virus. However, um, you take these things when you have an active virus. Taking too much of something that like is very drawing and cleansing for the body um, doesn't, all, doesn't work all the time. So you take, these, you take more of this stuff when you have an active virus, like you have the runny nose, the cough, the fever and stuff. You can take less of it when you're just building your immune system. And, you know, again, everything that I do has to go by testing. So it's all very personalized. Mm-hmm. So do the resonance test that, that Amber was explaining. Do that with the remedies mm-hmm. and see if it works for you. And you would still recommend, I mean, if, if your resonance test is saying yes, that you mm-hmm. would still at least recommend at least vitamin C as just a preventative measure in these times? Whole food based. So one of my favorites is camu camu. I wouldn't Mm do just a, you know, like a sorbic acid vitamin C, like a pill. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't just do that every day. Um, just cause I see a lot of people with kidney issues. So Mm -hmm. I wouldn't just, um, do that. I'd do the whole food. Mm -hmm. Can I ask Gina, if we're looking at protecting ourselves against this virus in a holistic way, we're obviously talking more about just pumping supplements in ourselves. We're talking mm-hmm. about our emotional, energetic bodies. So what are some ways that someone could up-level their vibration around the fear, the anxiety, um, the panic that they're feeling around this? Do you have some solutions to people who are really feeling anxious around this situation to help For them sure. in that? Yeah, For sure. There's um, acupressure points that we can push on our body. Um, there's one just about three fingers down from your, the crease in your wrist. So about three fingers down right in the center there. Um, you push on that. That's very heart protectant. That's something that, um, helps us deal with anxiety. Um, there's also listening to frequencies like binaural beats. This is something I highly suggest because we didn't get into this, but, but viruses live at a frequency. And, uh, this is something I describe in my book you know, um, viruses live at a specific frequency and it's kind of like the frequency of the illness itself. 
And by raising our frequency, and you can do this by listening to binaural beats or just specific hertz, you can go on YouTube and you could find um, one that you like. So you just type in binaural beats or um, healing frequencies. You can even type in virus healing frequencies. They probably have one for the coronavirus now. Um, and you can download it and then listen to it. And those, that stuff actually raises your frequency so that the virus can't live in your body. And I actually really love that. Um, so sound healing, acupru acupressure on the body, salt baths to just kind of cleanse the, the whole system from the junk that comes in from the outside. Um, and I don't believe in millions of, of supplements at all. These are just helpful, helpful plants and foods that, you know, can um, kind of help what I call like flush, you know, if you think that you have the virus, you know. And also uh, for, also from my perspective, just commanding your personal space in a way, like just mm -hmm. really just intention, having the intention of boosting your immune system, commanding your personal space, saying this is my body and right. I am in control in this space and right. really having that intention. Right. I also love the idea that you mentioned, Gina, earlier in the episode of being the neutral witness of rather than buying into the fear or buying into the silver lining, just being neutral, just watching all of it come up, watching the fear come up and go, oh, wow, okay, I'm really afraid right now. What is mm -hmm. at the absolute root of this fear? Is it my scarcity complex? Mm -hmm. Is it my abandonment complex? Is it, you know, a very real fear like, I don't know, running out of toilet paper, you know? uh -huh. <laughs> who knows? But I think that there is a beautiful opportunity for everyone to see what, what comes out of this situation that they need to cleanse and let go of in order to just raise their, upgrade their whole perspective um, mm -hmm. coming out on the other side of this. But mm -hmm. yeah, I, th I think that's a good tool for everyone to have rather than get sucked into it, just be the observer and just know that we're going to come out of this and it's, it's not going to serve you to get wrapped up in the panic. Even right. though, even if you do, don't judge yourself, just go, wow, okay, I see that panic. What's it really about? And then as you said, once you name it, you feel it, you recognize it, you call it out, it kind of diffuses, yeah. it, it releases within your cellular structures. So right. that's a good one. You know what, Amber, honestly, that's the best thing. Thing. That's the best thing we can do because this we say viruses feed on fear. It is true. And we all have legit fears. And because of this, they're coming up now. And honestly, if we can just face our fears and it's like a dark night of the soul. I mean, last week I was like having like a dark week of the soul. I mean, it was intense. And, um, and I came through it and just, I feel fantastic. And it was emotional based, right? So I think that all these supplements, you know, are, are, can be helpful, but really and truly, if we can raise our frequency above that of the virus, we cannot get it or any other thing. And, and the emotional thing is so, it's just like, to me, it's like the most important thing right now. Totally. I agree with that. Well, I know we're almost out of time now, but um, Gina, I just want to thank you so much for, for your wisdom. And I really want to encourage everybody who's listening to this to follow Gina on Facebook or Instagram. I know you're more active on Facebook. Um, and just reach out to her if you have any needs or um, specific questions, because she's really, she's so, you're such, you're so wonderful at serving 
humanity and at this time and at all times. So I just really want to suggest that you do follow her on Facebook and reach out to her if needed because she's just a well, constant wealth of information. Yeah, thank you so much. I do teach this. I teach what I do. And right now I'm running a six-week program to help people get to their best health and to really let's start thriving at this time. You know, typically I teach um, healing practitioners like naturopaths and um, nutritionists and things like that, empaths. And right now I think is the time that we are all coming together to learn how to take care of our health. So I'm welcoming anybody who just really wants to take that step and learn how to learn how to find the truth within your body, learn exactly what's going on so that you don't have to ask anybody else if you have the COVID you'll just, or anything else, you'll just know and you'll know exactly what to do about it. That's the power. That's, that's real power. I think. Thank you, Gina. Thank you so much for all the work you're doing and everything you're representing. We, we can really do with that right now. And, um, an invitation for our listeners, how can you continue to find peace during this time of chaos? Can you take control of your health in any way? Take at least one step in empowering your own radiant Whoa. health and well-being. And leave a comment. How are you staying healthy in the age of COVID-19? Tell us everything in the comment section and please leave us a five-star review if you enjoyed this episode. Thank you so much again, Gina. We love you. Thanks for joining us today, everyone else. And we'll have you with us next week. Thanks so much, guys. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye.